Yo, what is up? It is Thursday, April 14th. We have some crazy stuff to talk about today. The first electric pickup's about to hit the market. Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter, like, all of it? Well, let's talk about it. Let's go. Get a little bounce going. Where I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's Man, no need I'll tell you what. Man, I don't know why I'm ever surprised at what comes up in the morning while we're building this show. You're like... Wait a second. You're telling me. <laughs> so you're telling me. That's good. That'll make a great t-shirt. So you're telling me dot, dot, dot. That'll be another one of my, my Kyle Mounsier t-shirts I'm going to make. I'm going to make the problem is yes. dot, dot, dot. And then, so you're telling me dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, these are going to be, That's I'm going to have a whole line of Mounsier fashion I'm gonna wear. <laughs> I've always wanted my own fashion line. <laughs> not nah, this is not. That's not true. That's a that's a lie. But, yeah, I haven't. Hey, now I, now I do though. <laughs> um, hey, yesterday we, did we talk about the pitch tank winner on the show? No. Okay, no. so Tuesdays. Well, we, why, wait, how would we? No, because that was Wednesday. So pitch tank went. Yeah, and then today is. We're in, we're good. We're good. Okay. Pitch tank okay. winner from Wednesday. We got our dates straight. We promise. Right. No. Oh, because it was in the email. I. You know. Every day we build a show, we build an email, we do we do we do a couple things every day. A couple things. Well talk talk about the winner, Kyle. You ran that room. That's your it's uh pitch tank. You're like the master MC. Yes. So uh yesterday was it was an interesting day in pitch tank, and I'm just gonna call it like it is. Like what we recognize as an industry is that boiling down your product. As far as what dealers need, what they need to hear, and how they need to hear it is not an easy thing to do. And when it happens really, really well, like the whole room goes Everybody crazy. Everybody notices, and right? Everyone notices. Wow, they prepared. They're, they're able to – actually, it's kind of interesting because back in the day when I was helping plant churches in Cincinnati, uh, I went to these things and it was like, can you do a napkin pitch? Can you sit in front of someone, write it out on a napkin, here's the vision, this is what we're doing, that kind of thing. And I think that vendors are well served at getting to that. Well, yesterday was a lesson in three that honestly didn't have that dialed in, but yet we were able to give them real-time feedback, You know, get them to a point where it's like, oh, that's what I need to focus on. That's what people need to understand, um, yet. There was a really cool product that got talked about called Onboardian that won Pitch Tank yesterday. And the the two big things that I think that came out of that and that really our industry is focusing on is one, it's a training platform, but it's also a retention platform, right? Um, but what I really love about the actual platform is that it's app-based. And the way that it happens is you is the user, and right now it's a salesperson training platform, the user watches a scenario video and then has to record themselves responding to that. Oh, that's cool. It gets passed on to their manager who then watches the recording and provides real-time feedback. It's kind of like kind of like virtual talk tracking a little bit. Exactly. A little bit. I so like that. Instead of having to pull over a one-on-one or dedicate time or just a salesperson go through and answer like, oh, I would choose this video or I would choose that answer – they actually have to practice it in a native format that they're already used to doing TikTok videos, doing Instagram reels, whatever it may be, and then get that feedback when it's available. And there's that rhythm and there's gamification. There's a lot of other things in the platform, but I think everyone was kind of keyed in. It was like everyone leaned in, but there was still this, uh, this apprehension because, you know, just the, the actual pitch. So yeah. th there's a lot going on there, but 
Um, that's I, great. Well, congrats pitch to tank, our friends. Pitch Tank is good for everyone. It for really sure. is. I mean, that's the point. That's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to help both sides of the industry come and push back together, right? Which yep. means when vendors can communicate their value proposition more clearly, then dealers will understand whether or not if it's a good fit for them. And if it is, then they can get going and, you know, be more efficient and start to innovate. And if it's not, they can move on faster and find the right solution. A couple other notes before we get into the news today. Uh, the Asodu Family Reunion Remix is coming Let's to you go. Monday, May 9th, first night of Digital Dealer in Tampa, Florida. We're about to drop all the information. We have some amazing sponsors. We're going to have an amazing retail-inspired swag experience. You know how we do. We're going to try to bring you something fresh and get all the value from coming and also have all the fun. So if you're going yes. to Digital Dealer, you need to make sure that you're there. Even if you're not going to Digital Dealer and you're within like a couple hour drive of Tampa, it's probably worth the drive to come and hang out uh, with us and a lot of dealers in the industry, a lot of awesome industry partners and, and just have a really fun time. Um, just yeah. want to talk about that. Um, well, I also wanted to say, hey, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast regularly or just started maybe, um, we just crossed 10,000 downloads on the podcast. You know, every month it's had a higher listenership. And if you would be so kind, if you enjoy the podcast, go go to Apple Music um, or Apple Podcasts or go to Spotify and leave your boys a review. Right? Come on. Let, let everybody hit, know. Hit stars. <laughs> let everyone know on the, like, type something fun for us. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Give them, you, look, if you leave a review, please don't leave a boring review because you know how we do here in the troublemaker right. like leave a troublemaking <laughs> review and uh yes. actually we're going to monitor them and we will feature some of them on yeah. the show if you if, if, if you leave a review gotta, that's called it's great and that's all you put we will call we'll you out on we'll the be show grateful but we'll be like we we expect more from our community <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be a good review it just has to be a fun review Yes, that, that's, exactly. That's the qualification to get featured on the show. Uh, last note, hey, we are hiring a senior graphic designer, right? We need to add to our team. Our team is expanding, growing. If you're a senior graphic designer or you know one who might want to work with this team, it, it can be fully remote. Um, we already have some design skills on the team. We have some production skills, but we need someone that really has been around the block, who really likes having fun, who likes pushing the boundaries. And, uh, yes. you know, you can kind of get a good feel for our attitude just by watching some of the content. So if someone wants to make some trouble in the design front, send them our way. We'll be eternally grateful. Come on. Let's get into some news. So uh, it's been a long, long, long time. We've been talking about it, seeing demos, um, the release and the launch of the Ford F-150 Lightning is just days away, April 26th. So um, this is going to happen in Michigan. They're going to officially start production, but they're also going to, you know, deliver some of these vehicles. Like, I remember the first time I saw the truck, it, I think it was like the one where it pulled the train. Right. Right. Yes. And I was like, that's a lot of torque. <laughs> it is a lot of torque. It's 100% torque at go. And that's what, that's what I think is really attractive about EVs. Um, you know, there was, there was actually some talk about this. I was in a clubhouse room this morning. There's some talk about this EV push and just the reality that, um, we're facing that is, Hey, there's a, you have to resource energy for, uh, for EVs as well. And so, you know, with, with Ford coming into the market with a heavier EV push and, you know, we're going to talk about Elon in just a second, but the necessity for raw materials to do all this, you know, the, obviously the vehicles are attractive. The things like the torque are, are attractive, you know, but what's the transfer to, to mass market? Um, it's still, I think it's still a big question mark in a lot of people's minds. Well, the, the truth is that nothing is ever all good, right? right. There are always trade-offs, right? And I mean, I know fuel economy or not fuel economy, but, um, you know, mileage, 
is a trade-off, right? Yes. The fact that you can get a pickup truck and, and it has 320 mile, uh, 320 mile range. It's like, well, 320 miles if under these conditions and if yeah. it's not cold out, right? If it's cold out, you're going to, if you, you want to, if you didn't actually try and tow something, which right. is what this thing is supposed right. to do. Right. right. And yeah. you want to run the heat in the winter, right? Well, there goes your mileage, right? It's like right. the heat being on never affected your mileage on a nice vehicle, by the way. So is it an EV or is it BEV? I, you know, it's because it's battery powered electric vehicle, right? Yes. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what other type of electric vehicle is there? Well, there's a hybrid electric vehicle because like a hybrid is actually an electric vehicle as well, right? Is it, it has considered an, capacity, is it considered so. an electric vehicle? Yeah, because I mean, it's called a hybrid, but I think I think yeah, I think the cha- the terms PEV. are interchangeable and we're they still are. trying to figure out exactly what it is. <laughs> they but are. Is I it know. a BEV? Is it an EV? I right? know. I just I saw that and I'm just like, what other types are there? So, um either way, at at this Ford event, um, you know, it's going to be live stream, so it'll be fun. We'll make sure we're tuned in to watch. Um, yeah. Obviously, Ford really kicked Tesla's butt in getting to market, right? Big time. The Cybertruck was really the first pickup that we all saw and kind of were like, oh, look at this thing. And then Ford was like, oh, yeah, check this out. And now they're like, oh, check this out. It's ready for production, right? So yeah. uh, Ford has really, really took took the fight seriously and has taken it to, uh, taken it to Tesla and is about to launch. And we'll, I think, you know, we'll get a good preview and an indicator. Interesting stats. So reservations... Um, are, they capped it at 200,000 reservations for the yep. truck, right? So they're not just reserving forever and just saying like, hey, look at this big number. They're saying, what can we actually deliver on? Um, also, we don't know how many of those reservations actually converted into orders, but check this out. 70% of the reservations are new to Ford and to pickups. So that's, never owned a Ford, never owned a pickup. That's a crazy stat. 70%. Seven out of 10 people never owned a pickup and never drove a Ford. Talk about brand development. Dang. One of my favorite words in automotive is market share. Yeah. And that's called picking up ultimate market K- share. It's the ultimate KPI. Ultimate Woo! KPI. <laughs> we got a comment here from Chris. He says, some EVs have swappable batteries and some have to be plugged up. Yeah, but even if you plug it in, you still got to store the power somewhere unless you have a really long cord um yeah so (laughs) that was just a dumb joke um so 70 percent market share so we'll see how that actually affects it you know when you look at the ford f-150 lightning i personally was like disappointed it didn't look significantly different than the f-150 it's it's the one truck that's come out that's not like oh my goodness that's an ev like flat front you know all that type of stuff it actually still feels more like a truck it looks like an F-150. Like if you didn't know it was right. battery powered, you're like, oh, that's a redesigned F-150. Um, exactly. You know, cost savings. I mean, look at this. 39000 for $39,900 for the entry-level pro model. It's like a pickup truck that costs $39,000. It's battery powered. Now, that that one doesn't have the extended battery. So I don't think that one's, you know, there are definitely trade-offs. But uh, fully loaded, you're shelling out $92K. <sighs> but you're getting all the features. And they, I don't know if this is a feature in just the EV, but they have like these fully reclining front seats. It, lay, it lays all <laughs> the way back. Like for those five times. For those you, late you know, nights on the job site in, in, <laughs> in your Ford Platinum, right? The foreman is driving the Platinum and he's never sleeping on the job site. Like he's just, never sleeping. Yeah. I don't right. know. I don't what know. else? I'm, I'm just so interested by it because then you talk about the dealer model. I mean, there's just like, we could talk about this for like 20 minutes. We talked about it yesterday, because, right? Like, Yeah, we already talked about it. It's like, what's the dealer model on the end of these deliveries? And is there a margin for it? And, you know, can the dealers, can, 
I mean, here's my question. Are the dealers prepared to talk about the truck? Are the salespeople, are the sales managers prepared? I don't know. I Maybe maybe they've been doing training platform. We need to talk to a Ford dealer. But, you know, are, are they actually prepared to have the conversation with a very educated customer? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I remember, I remember back when uh, I've, I've told you before, I was a leaf salesperson originally. Mm-hmm. And I knew more about leafs than anybody because we had to go to training. We went to training at Nissan Corporate, all of this type of stuff. And even still, there would be customers that came in and I'm like, you're literally blowing my mind with the stats that you know right now. Yeah. They well, got spreadsheets on spreadsheets. On they this know stuff. it. Well, if I mean, even think back to the last stat we just put, if 70% of your buyers are new to Ford and new to pickups, they're not going to be like, yeah, I wanted a pickup truck. So I'll take this one. No, it's like no. they know all the ins and out of this product. They're, exactly. they're actually enthusiasts at this point. Right. Well, they're early adopters. We talk about that, that adoption curve. Right. And this is like pre-market early adopters, very, very small. They are, um, you know, typical of that, that class of buyer is willing to take risks on something new, right. They're heavy researchers. They, they pay attention to leading indicators. Um, so this isn't, this isn't 200,000 people that are in the mass market. This is a very, very unique niche and you have to care for that niche very, very well. App brands like Apple know that very all too well. No doubt. Well, um, let's move from that EV story. We're talking electric vehicles today and we're going to end with, uh, I think it's kind of like a punchline. It's like kind of EV pop culture. But um, so Honda is release. They just said that they will be releasing 30 EVs, 30. By when, Paul? Tell us by when. 2030. Now, look. No this is, way. This is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But we, okay. The reason he's saying this is because we always joke like every, every manufacturer's come out and say, we are going to lead the EV market by 2030, right? Or 2040, <laughs> right? It's always like, it's like almost political. Like a politician is like, hey, we're going to eliminate this by long after I will ever be able to be accountable for this or you will right. ever even remember I said it, right? That's, that's typically what they should say. But here's the deal. Honda came out and they said, we're releasing 30 EVs by 2030. Now that's only six and a half years away. So right. if you're, you're, you're making a big swing statement, like you are going to have to show some very significant steps toward that. And they already are, you know, they have that partnership with GM, they're developing technology. Um, but here's, here's kind of the thing about Honda, right? As opposed to Ford or GM or Tesla, right? I'm reading this from, uh, I can't remember where the article's from. Well, it's linked up in the comments. All the, all the articles are always linked up in the show notes. So if you want to look a little further, um, it's like some kind of like green car global, whatever. But here's a quote from the article. It says, as the world's largest power unit manufacturer with annual sales of approximately 30 million units of mobility products, including motorcycles, automobiles, power products, outboard motors, and aircraft. Honda says that it aims to realize carbon neutrality for all products and corporate activities they're involved in by 2050. So you know, carbon neutrality by 2050. Right. But to this end, Honda believes that a multifaceted, multidimensional approach is needed, not a mere replacing engines with batteries. So like, look, we Honda lawnmowers and motorcycles, all kind of powered things, planes, powered things across the world, right? So they have a different yes. type of leverage and a different type of, um, of business than a straight auto manufacturer. Um, so they've taken a big swing right out front. There's a presentation you can watch and they also said something we talked about yesterday. They're shifting their revenue model from non-recurring hardware sales, right? Buying actual physical stuff to a blend of recurring sales of both physical and software. So subscriptions, I don't know, maybe battery replacement services. I don't know. They didn't say that. But um, that's yep. 
like they're thinking around it three dimensionally. So as we think through EVs, as we think through cars, right, it's, it's important to zoom out for a second and realize the game is bigger than that. Yep. I got to yeah. say. And Go ahead. Everybody's moving to subscription model. Every multiple, every shareholder, everyone wants subscription model because it's recurring revenue. And so I would, again, just challenging all businesses to think how they can exercise their business as a recurring revenue model, not a transactional model. Um, and, and because that's what the manufacturers, that's what the big companies are headed after because they know that's the, that's the capacity for growth. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Without a doubt. So, I mean, it's, we see a lot of players making a lot of moves in this time, right? The ground is shifting and the people that are making moves are going to be the ones standing. Like yep. if you just sit still and stay in place and try to hold on till it's over, you're done. You're done. Just give up now. Get a day job. Get a day job because it's over. <laughs> Get a day job. Get a day job. Because <laughs> the one you have now isn't working. It's not going to work in the future. All right. Let's talk about someone who doesn't have a day job. Stop. Segway. Time. I don't think. My question <laughs> is when does Elon find the time to do this? And like, not, I get it. Lots of people have lots of business interests and stuff like that. But what guy figures out the time to tell his lawyers and legal to submit an SEC filing to buy Twitter at 100%? And not just that, but to be so sneaky as to say that I'm going to buy it for $54.20, including the numbers 420, <laughs> which if you know anything about Twitter are very, very important numbers, right? So funny. Uh, so, oh, that's where the, the Easter egg is. So Elon Musk submitted as, here's the story. If you haven't been following along, so Elon Musk, a big proponent of free speech, you know, very, very polarizing figure, you know, obviously across automotive, across space travel, across internet access and, and on and on and on. Well, he's very active on Twitter, and lately he bought about 9% of Twitter. Uh, was it a week ago? A week or two ago. And yeah, a little over a week so ago, 9.2%. He could just he buy now, that, he's, right? he's the majority owner of the company. Not the majority because of how many owner. Shares he he's the largest shareholder. Largest, the largest owner. Sorry, private, yeah. sorry, largest. And yeah. so, yeah, Kyle's way better at math than, than that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and so, Words. but and Words so, and like stuff. all of this started happening, right? He started posting polls on his Twitter feed, saying like, "Hey, should we do this or should we do this?" Because now the Twitter board is paying attention, and he's got all the momentum behind him, right? All the right. momentum behind him, say like, "Yeah, what Elon thinks, like, hey, let's get on this train." So they offered him a board seat. He turned it down recently. Said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Here's what we think happens. We were talking about this before the show. <laughs> they were like, "Elon, we have a seat on the board." He's like, "I'll consider it." Right. And then he has a couple conversations and he's like, this isn't going to work. Right. No, he's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking a board seat to be largely benign and waste my time. He's not a guy that wastes his time. Right. And so he gave his best and final offer is what he called it to Twitter to buy it out at $54 and 20 cents a share to get the, all of the outstanding shares. Now there's 799 million shares. He owns 9.2% of those already. The price tag for the company was just over $54 billion. The current valuation for market cap is $38 billion. So he's paying a significant premium to be the 100% owner of Twitter. And he even said... It's like $7 a share right now above, right, well, above what current share price is. She, and so his, 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 his wealth total is $260 billion. But here's, here's what he said. He said, if my offer isn't accepted, I'm going to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Yo, so, watch he, that stock. <laughs> 
Watch. <laughs> I like, would sell. <laughs> here's I'm the, not a financial advisor. Here is. <laughs> Well, here's the Tesla, Tesla shares dropped a little bit when he announced this because they're like, oh, here he goes getting distracted here goes again. again, right? It's right. just the voting machine of the stock market. But here's what I think. I don't think he planned on doing this when he first bought those shares. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think he's like, I'm going to buy a share. I'm going to see if I can do something to make this go in the direction I think it should. They offered him the board seat. He's like, he met some of the board members and like had that conversation. He was like, not doing that. I'll not buy the whole thing. That. Actually, if I can't buy the whole thing, I'm just out. I'm out. <laughs> it's such a it's such a riot man it's like if if you don't think the world is turning upside down just watch the news for just a hot minute and no. you'll notice that every day things change oh uh, well all that said and done we hope you go and turn your world upside down today or at least ride the wave there you go get on top of the wave don't be under it pay attention to what's going on and look Put your hands in the dirt today. Serve someone. Care for someone. Innovate something. Just go and do something. Let's go. 